Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hustle. It's John Lamoureux. Okay, this week is Donnie V, frontman, former frontman, I should say, unfortunately, to Enough is Enough, one of the great hard rock and power pop bands. And that right there was sort of the problem. If you don't know enough about Enough is Enough, here's the story. In the late 80s, they kind of, they came out of Chicago with their debut album, which was so good. It included this song right here, Fly High Michelle. And, but they were one of the most, they were just completely mismarketed. You know, they were wearing a lot of day glow and neon and makeup and big hair and motorcycle jackets. They were really lumped in. The labels and the industry was trying to lump them in with Poison and Warrant and Rat and those guys, but they really weren't. They were classicists. They were Cheap Trick. They were the Beatles. They were the heavier side of that. And uh, it just never worked out. But their, the quality of the music they put out was incredible. Especially if you're new to Enough's Enough, start with the first couple albums. They are amazing. Now, Donnie left and has been going solo ever since. And I have to say, I thought for some reason that he had some new solo music coming out right around now, which is why I timed this episode to hear, but I guess not. He's sort of holding on to it. We talk a lot about new music in here, but I don't have anything to share. And to be honest, this is an odd interview because there's hardly any music in this interview, for better or worse. I wish there was more so you guys could hear. If you aren't that familiar with Enough's Enough, you could hear more and get turned on, but it just wasn't that kind of conversation. Um, unfortunately, these you know the band broke up. Chip's Enough is still out there doing Enough's Enough. I saw them in concert a couple years ago. They were great. And Donnie's doing his own thing. And Chip put out a new Enough's Enough album recently that Donnie was on. In fact, I thought he was on a few of the songs, but he was only on one. I get that wrong at the beginning here of the interview. So anyway, they're still out there. It's mildly amicable. But when the band broke up, and in fact, before that, when things started to go wrong, everything went wrong. Drugs, money, sex, lawsuits, bankruptcy, you name it, these guys dealt with it. And Donnie is brutally honest in this conversation about the trials and tribulations that he has had to overcome, even to get to where he is now, let alone the success they should have been back in the day. So anyway, hope you enjoy this conversation. I wish there was more music in it, but it's great. What you hear is great. These guys are fantastic. If you don't know them, give them a chance. They deserve it, whether it's Enough's Enough or Donnie Solo, okay? He called me from his home in L.A. Okay. So here's the deal. I got to tell you how he became a an Enough's Enough fan because I, to be completely honest, back in the late 80s, early 90s, I was not paying attention to hard rock, you know, or hair metal or whatever you want to call it. I was more of like a Depeche Mode kind of guy. And uh, I know. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> no, that's so, cool. That's cool. Okay, good. Okay. So it was later in life that I finally warmed up to that style of music. And now I love it. And a couple of years ago, well, it's about four years ago now, you were on the Decibel Geek podcast with our friends Chris and Aaron. And I know those guys pretty well. And uh, I love their show. They're so good at what they do. And they play Enough's Enough a lot. And they talk They talk to you. And I thought, man, I've been missing out. I don't know why, but I've missed Enough's Enough somehow. And that's when I became a fan. And now I love everything you do. And um, we're so we're so easily accessible too. It's crazy. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, it's and I have some thoughts on that that I'm going to share with you later. But 
let's get into the new stuff first. So, you know, last year you guys come back together, as far as I understand, and you put put out Brainwashed Universe, and it's a great album. But you're already off doing your solo thing again. What's what are you working on? No, he's uh, he's he's been doing enough enough for the last five or six years. Uh, I haven't been with the band. I, I'm not on. There's, I'm just on one song on his. He released oh. two enough. Two enoughs enough records. I'm just on one. We we just started talking at that time, and I see. And just we, between the two of us, decided to put a song on his new record, and you know, for the fans, and yeah, know. and so. Uh, so wait, which it. song on the new one are you on? Uh, it's called "Strangers in My Head." Oh sure, okay. Smiling all day with the sun behind them. I'm trying to know, I'm dying to know, and I already know. Ow, 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 ow. that totally wrong i thought you were on more than just that one song and i think i called oh, it brainwashed no. universe it's brainwashed generation anyway i had <laughs> no, it i probably you know i might i probably uh easily would have lent myself more to that record but you know he's he's really not interested in that and mm. you know and uh he's you know he's had enough years of that it's not like it's gonna make or break him to have me singing the record so right, right. it's like he wants to have his you know he's older now and he's you know it's reaching those years and he wants yeah. to uh you know and and he really couldn't uh couldn't fare on his you know on his just his name on his own mm-hmm. you know at least as well as i mean i really can but but at least as well as me you know what i mean so you mm-hmm. know, i understand him having the name you know it's just about yeah. how he went about getting the name there's a couple of <laughs> couple of things there that i won't get into but really oh you know, and so you know we're, yeah we're uh We've been talking. We're we're pretty tight again. He's playing on my my next single. Well, it, I'm I'm hoping it'll be my next single, but I have a feeling I'm I'm going to have one out before that. I got uh, a I got a a single that I've been trying to release for a year now, mm-hmm. but uh, it just hasn't. It's called Party Time, and it and this song has to be released at the right timing. Yeah, you know what I mean the time yeah. when it where it's. It's party time, you know, and it's got a great video we shot for it too, like really good entertaining cool. video, you know what I mean? 
So and, you don't uh, think do uh, the middle of a pandemic is the right time to release a song no, called Party I, Time? I, I don't. It's just, <laughs> I know. you know what I mean? It's, you. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, I, like I've said before, it's like I've written a lot of songs. I have a lot of records out. I mean, a lot. And, um, and, and a lot of songs I consider really great songs I put, put a lot into. But this is one that just unlike any of the other ones that I've ever written because it's, mm-hmm. it's very marketable. Awesome. When you hear it, you'll understand. It's very Great. marketable and slams you right in the face. And Good. and I think that it, you're not even pigeonholed by the age gaps and stuff with this song, the way you know with the party time theme. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll collectively. It was a very expensive uh, song because I had to re-record everything. I had to get out of my old deal. I had to buy out to get it to keep them from not releasing it and make the video and then uh mm-hmm. i mean it cost a lot of money and the, then you know the video the video had i paid for everything probably would have been about a hundred grand you know i mean it's it's that cool yeah yeah but uh but see when you got something like that that's that's like uh as best as i got is an ace as an ace in a hole mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. you, you don't <clears throat> until you really need to play that one you know what i mean it's you yeah. gotta have the timing's gotta be right Sure. So I'm rec- I'm recording a a couple right now, and uh, I was just thinking about maybe I'll just pop one of these out there just for yucks, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not like not a big release or anything, just to tide people over till yeah. uh, for that till that song, you know. Maybe I'm, I don't even know if I'll even have it mixed by anybody. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, are these the beginnings of a I new solo? Can't spend no money on it, right? Can't spend money, <laughs> right? Right. It's like you're holding on to this piece of gold that you can't do anything with until the time is right. And uh, so it's just sitting there. You know, it's not it's not getting the attention it deserves. Is it going to be a part of a solo album or what's the plan? I don't know what's up with it yet. This Mm. this song and video, if uh, if it was put into the given in the right opportunity in the right situation, could be a fucking uh, huge moneymaker. Yeah. It could be. Now, I'll look like an idiot later when it when it doesn't begin, and I wouldn't be surprised if it probably won't. But right. if I can, I'm trying to figure out a way to get it promoted right. Yeah, you know somebody somebody behind it and things like that. You know what I mean? And yeah, so we got to work a little harder at that. Plus, yeah. I'm looking at label deals and things like that. But that will be a little bit further down the line. But yeah. see, but uh, to even to release it right now. You know, with not, without a label, like I said, I bought out of my label, so I'm not on it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to literally release it as a single. You know, list it up, Amazon, all that shit, and probably yeah. have to, you know, send send the actual product. So that's pretty difficult. So I'd rather, yeah. you know, and so I'm sitting on it for that reason as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could, but I can put stuff out there because you don't make any money off of songs anyway. No. I mean, you release a song, you don't make any money off it. So I'll just put something out there for the sake of, you know, I got a lot of great stuff that yeah. is just sitting around. And, and if I'm releasing one song at a time, I got a stockpile of tunes that I'll never be able to release if I live fucking 20 years. Right. <laughs> and right. and these great songs. So I want to put them out. So I'm thinking, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't make any money. I don't make any money anyway. But, you know, you, know, <laughs> you telling this story, Donnie, it's, it's sad to me because where does a guy as talented as you who writes consistently great music, where do you, how do you get in there? You know what I mean? 
it the 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 window of opportunity the the entryway to getting heard on a any kind of a massive scale it seems so small smaller than ever before you know i just don't especially know how you for do me, it man especially yeah. for me i like, i just been squeezing by you know the, my entire career you know there's just yeah. nobody knows you know like lots of artists you know that that are not even half as good they'll just get in some opportunity in some situation where oh they're they're invited to write a song for a commercial or some shit like that any little thing and then you're up and running right. none of that ever none of that shit has ever happened right. it's just been like the, the the way that the the plays were to be called in my mm-hmm. life were were to go this way and not you know, for a lot of personal gain, I guess, because that's the way it's going. And it's tough. You know what I mean? That's but it's a lot of great music, a lot of great music coming out of it. But I just hope that one day a lot more people have a chance to hear it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a personal question about this. Are you a religious person at all? Do you think God has a hand in this kind of thing? I'm a, I'm not per se a religious, I'm, I'm spiritual. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, subscribe to any of the, you know, the, yeah. the stock religions out there. Lewis and sure. I've been a couple of them and, right. you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's so, it's so far off the track of what actually is the deal. It's, it's so much simpler than that. All yeah. of that shit, all right. of that, you know, and I don't want to get into it because I'll just offend people, but no, I you know, understand. I've, been, I've been to the other side very, very briefly. And God is just a peek at what's going on. And it's nothing like what these fuckers. Whoa. I mean, world wars, wars of the worlds and stuff like that that have gone through the years over stuff that, that is so irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's but, true. I just wonder when you so. look back on your career and you think about the highs and the lows and the, all the challenges you've faced, I wondered if how you process that. Do you sit back and you think, well, this must be God's plan for me? Or do you take, is there more personal ownership than that and think, boy, I made some, I screwed up sometimes? Or it's just the way things go. How do you view it? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, pieces in the puzzle of my life that uh, so there's there's been, been some moments along the way that were pretty heavy, crucial moments that, that affected, you know, numerous people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not just mm-hmm. myself. There's been, you know, like there's certain situations where, you know, some of Tana told me that, that this song saved him from killing himself or something wow. like that. Yeah. Just the ripple effect of that. And there's enough of those and things that like that, that I've gone like a, a pinball Mm-hmm. down the fucking lane, you know, hitting these different ones here and there. So yeah. everything else in between, how do you put a price tag on, on somebody's life? You know what yeah. I mean? That's, I think that's worth more than money and fame to me. And fortunately I'm, I'm the type of person that can, that can deal with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not very materialistic or don't really need very much. And so that's worth it to me. That's, uh-huh. I don't have to sit and like sit and fucking get down on myself or be humiliated or embarrassed because I broke. It's, you know, I got every shit break along the way, but you know, there's different things that would have happened had this happened or had that happened that they could have, I probably wouldn't be talking to you now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, yeah. uh, and so the, you know, so it's meant to, in these situations that I, I go from here and there to here to there throughout my life, they're very, uh, I play a, a big role in, yeah. in some things, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and the music 
in the music, you know, my fan base is small but mighty. These guys are, are fucking passionate. Like, you wouldn't yeah. fucking believe yeah. about me in, in, the, in the music. So I'm not going to let them down. Yeah, know? yeah. I won't, but I do know that, yeah, there's things are aligned. It's, it's there, you know, there, there's something like calling the shots of destiny or fate. And at the same time, there isn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's, it's, it's all, everything past our human, human existences and stuff. The, all bets are off on everything. There's no, no there's nothing like time and, sure. and this and that and money and stuff like that over there. So it's impossible to even weigh that and, and to assess that, you know, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, yeah, there are some things that, that uh, were meant to, meant to happen. Yeah. Meant to I, be, you know what I mean? I believe yeah. it. Yeah. What about, um, you know, uh, for better or worse, a big part of the enough's enough story is drug abuse. Is that, uh, is that still an, an issue in your life? I don't even know. I never, I never abused drugs. I was, I was very, very kind to drugs. Oh, really? I was never, yeah, I was never abusive to them whatsoever. Good. You know? Okay. <laughs> never, never yelled at them anything. No, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, I fucking loved the drugs, bro. <laughs> yeah. that was my it was not an thing. abusive was, relationship. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it was not. It was not abusive to the drugs. I was <laughs> consistently <laughs> right, and 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 they won't tell you I was, but yeah. uh, no, that was that was my favorite thing to do in the world is just party. Yeah. And I mean, it's uh, well, my favorite thing to do and my passion growing up and stuff as a kid was this. What I'm doing now, it got and but I had a lot of baggage and I have a lot of baggage and and a lot of other baggage and. uh sort of emotional and and mental damage along the way you know mm-hmm, what i mean so mm-hmm. all of this shit i suffer from really bad anxiety and other mm-hmm. uh head issues and stuff mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's difficult in my position it's very i have uh this paranoid shit and stuff like that you can't help it so a lot of it my shit i medicated yeah for for a lot of my life is to to get through and do what I had to do, you know, and yeah, then sure. one thing leads to another, you know what I mean? And yeah. before you know it, before you know it, you're chasing that shit. And there's been some times where, where it, I really, really enjoyed myself. Right. You know I mean? but, but then you, then you got to weigh it out though. And, and what was the downside of all that versus now not doing it and not having all of that cluster fuck. Sure. of shit that may, that comes along with your life doing that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And uh, sure. I'm getting old and stuff. And right. I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, what's up with me. And you know what I mean? Where I'm going to go, where I've been, yeah. what I'm going through and what I'm doing, what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, I think we, and, I think uh, we all go in and out of that yeah. phase in our life. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be 57 in, in next month. Oh, wow. You know what I mean, so oh. that, hmm. Yeah, so that's that. You know, I've I've always considered myself kind of like the because I was always a lot younger than Chip, you know, and yeah. and a lot of the people in the, that we worked with and stuff, I was always a lot younger than them. So I was always the kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and I felt like I still feel like that because you know at this point right now, there's I hate to say it, but there ain't a lot that turns me on. You know what I mean? That yeah. gets me going. Yeah. That I find you know, in fact, loved ones around me, it's bothering them that. I'm so joyless, they say, is what it's huh. being referred to as. But it's just, you know, I'm just dealing with anxiety, dealing with the times, dealing with what am I going to yeah. do with my career? What's going to happen with my, you know, do I have 
like, where do I even start to fucking yeah. put that together and start just making money off on my own with it? Yeah. Cause yeah. I said, which I could, cause a lot of guys do, yeah. you know, I could sell merch and do online concerts and sell CDs or, you know, fucking t-shirts and shit like that, make some money. But I'm that, that is so far from mm-hmm. who I am yeah. <laughs> and I what it. I'm able to responsible to do. You know yeah. what I mean? I get it. All that sure. shit. But when it comes to my job, what I do, I, I do it really well, you know, mm-hmm. and I always deliver, but that's all I can really fucking do, you know, and right mm-hmm. now I'm in a, in a position where there's very few people helping, you yeah. know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the ones who are there, though, are helping massively, yeah. you know, like Michael from the social media and, and Diana here is, I mean, right. massively. Yeah. And, uh. People love you. I couldn't, I, I couldn't exist without these people. You know well, I mean? sure. And but these are the things that, you know, when we love, you know this, you're a music lover too. When you love an artist so much, I mean, there's really nothing you won't do for them, you know? Especially if you know they deserve more. Especially if you know that they, you know, if more people could hear this with an open mind, they would love it. You know, how do we get that, get it in front of them? You're yeah, one of those people. Apparently that that is the case because... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how my fans are. That's, you know, that's it's. They couldn't love me enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, and yeah. and uh, I know. I just seen it out there. It's out here. Hold on a second. Yeah. I I had this garage door open for the last twenty minutes. I've been walking around doing an interview. I just running around somewhere. I was looking for. I'm doing an interview. I'm live on the radio. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. Your saying? fans love you. You know, yeah, yeah, they support you. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I know that I, they would support me. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, if I, if I could, if I was that kind of guy that was able to to do that, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, what I mean, that mm-hmm. stuff is all through life. When I've hit, hit really hard times and stuff like that, it had you know, there's always you could always in worst case scenario turn to the fans. Yeah, you know what I mean, true, and, true. and you know, a plead a you know a sad story and shit, and they would take mm-hmm. care of. It. But as far as I'm concerned, that isn't an option. You know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't. I I just can't do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Sure. So, of course. Who so, could? but but that's how great my fans are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're I lucky. Know, I know that they would. Yeah. Um, they I'm worried curious. about me. Sure, I bet they do. We all do. Um, I'm. I wonder about something, Donnie. Over these years of this uh, music career of yours that's had so many highs and lows. Have you ever had to do anything else? Have you ever had to go get a regular, have you ever had to go get it like a regular job? (laughs) No, 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 I I couldn't do it. Yeah. I have, I have done some stuff. Um, because we, before I got in and made enough's enough, I was, uh, I, my grandfather taught me so much shit. And I learned from another guy that I I was a maintenance man of a whole country club. Hey, Diana, leave that open. The cattle come back in. She's not going to stay out. She'll come back in. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I know how to do a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which I've, yeah. I've always been able to do our own repairs, like all the shit around the house, heating, all that shit. And uh, so there's been some real down times where I've been in whatever situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. There's there's somebody else that's that's in that immediate circle that's that's got a situation where I could, you know. Mm-hmm. tag along and make a few dollars you know what i mean something yeah. you know and so of course i've done a few of those things but not not very many okay you know for, see but that's another thing where i've never been you know granted like great riches or anything like that but i've always there's always been somehow somewhere 
along the way is always something that keeps keeps me alive. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are, I don't even know. Are you? What's your family situation? Are you married? Longer. Are you married? Do you no. have kids? No. No, I was. I don't have any kids. Well, not that there are any that were raised by me. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I was married one time, and that was. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm the worst guy for a chick to be in a relationship with. I'm like a great, great in theory and uh-huh. in, in thought or the idea, but the reality of me is I'm the worst. Uh-huh. I am the lamest. I don't fucking want to cuddle. I don't want to do any stuff. I want to. I don't want to have to go to bed now. Is it's too late? I've been working long enough. Right, right. Shit like that. I just. I just. Which my whole life I've had to. You know, when you're in, you know, committed relationships, you have. There's a lot of your life that slowly is not being controlled by you anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I can't do do that anymore. You know what I mean? I've, it's, I've had good sure. and I've had bad. I've had good ones and bad ones, and and still both. That's the one thing that's that's involved is there's so much you can't control that's, that's going on. You know, yeah. you got somebody else that's drastically, uh, cock blocking your shit. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just easier if you so, don't have to answer to somebody else. Right. Or be held accountable. I can't be. And that's, and that's a major reason why I wouldn't uh, do that to somebody because yeah. I just don't have what, what, what a, someone would need. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. From, from me. And uh, that because a, a girl has to be number one. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have to. You know, there's no way that anything could. My fucking health is number one right, right. now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just trying to stay alive, keep sure. breathing and shit. And sure. uh, you know, I'm getting older. Shit's stopping, not working as well. My hands. Yeah. You know, sometimes my head. I'm a little goofy in the head. You know, different things. And uh, so that's number one. And number two is I've never had a chance to breathe and just relax. I've been in such dramatic fucking situations throughout my whole life is unfucking believable cost the fuck of, of drama throughout yeah. my life that, yeah. that has, I've had nervous breakdowns and okay. suicidal things like that. I've seen too much and been through too much shit and too much struggling and stuff. But, uh, this is the first time in my, in my life that, uh, that I got my wits about me. You know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. fucked up. I'm, I'm sober. And that's normal for me, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's Good. that's how I choose to be. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't choose yeah. to be partying, or I probably would. And uh, I can I can I can make my music, you know, and uh, work at it on my time in my my own time where I want to because it's soundproof. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And through the nights and however many days it might take, I uh, you know when I'm not doing that, I'm doing little projects and activities. Mm-hmm. keep my mind preoccupied because you know if you're thinking it's the worst thing you can mm-hmm. ever do is think mm-hmm. never want to sit and think so i'm always doing things like that i'm never just kicking it and when i am laying down to uh relax and stuff i don't feel like snuggling or anything i want to uh-huh. i want to you know i'm, I'm burnt and i'm sore and everything i just want to kick it and maybe you know take a couple hits off a joint yeah. and fucking put on south park you know what i mean and, and <laughs> yes and watch the fish, watch my fish until yeah. I fall. So that's what I want to do. So then where do you, where do you fit in? And, and a lot of times during the day when my, with my anxiety and stuff, what I feel like doing a lot of days is nothing. is just laying there in bed. Yeah. Just laying sure. in bed and head with the lights off and stuff more than, more than uh, normal. Yeah. And uh, so everybody's starting to be concerned about that. 
mm-hmm. know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's like, for me, it's the first chance I've ever had to just do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to be able to just relax and mm-hmm. just be, you know, be there in my own space, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a safe place mm-hmm. where I, I can do, I have all the stuff that I need to do, the things that I want to do and need to do. And, uh, and just, I rarely come out of it. It's like a little yeah. cave. I rarely come out. It's a dark yeah. little thing and it's, and it's wonderful in there. Yeah. You know what I mean, I and, yeah. uh, great vibe. And, Good. um, see, so that's where, I don't know if, if some switch will ever flick back on with me yeah. where uh, where I'll all of a sudden start feeling things again yeah. and, and if it if it does you know if it doesn't it's, it's also fine with me because you know all of those emotions and all of that ups and downs and shit through life where I don't weren't you know weren't the, the greatest to have to deal with even yeah. like the best things I've been through you know had these you know really crazy sure. stuff going on and so you know, to not have to deal with any of that for me, yeah. it's just a big clutter off my uh, yeah. shoulders. I, I believe it's it. A, it's frustrating for, for other people, though. I believe it. Around yeah. me. I yeah. believe it. Under normal circumstances, if we weren't in quarantine, would you be out on tour? Is that like, for instance, I saw enough, <sighs> enough a couple of years ago here in concert in Denver. Uh, it was them and the Bullet Boys, and it was such a fun show. Sadly, you weren't there, obviously. But um, under normal circumstances, would you be out on tour, uh, you know, playing your stuff? Um, yeah, well, that's what we, that's what we were doing. That's what I was putting my band together, and we were okay. uh, we were uh, rehearsing. Like we had already done one show that the, oh. whole, the right the, the right lineup hadn't been installed yet, but we since then. I did have a better setup of guys and we were just, just, just starting the rehearsal process and booking, yeah. booking shows. And there were shows booked and the ticket sales were already, you know, sold out or did really well. So, Good. so Good. that, so it was time to go, you know, my beautiful yeah. things record never got even a chance to be promoted, you know, or, uh, or supported or anything. That was time to do that, and I still ain't giving up on that record. Good, you I should. still don't think that it needs to be pushed yes. and needs to yes. people know it, know it exists. Everyone loves that record. Yes, I, and it's, it's the best thing I've ever done. Good for you. Yes, it is. I agree. Right on. So let's talk about that for a minute because the, I mean, you know this. We've been talking a lot about you and you personally and stuff like that. But let's talk about the yeah. Music let's talk for a about second. you now. <laughs> 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 what do you want to know? <laughs> I'm also no, a I mean, good listener. 
That's Thank another you. thing. I'm not a good listener. You're not? Well, then let's not talk no, about I'm, me. Don't I'm, worry I'm about the fix-it guy. As soon as I, I, I can see already where you're going with, the, uh-huh. with what you're going to say and what you're talking about right now, I can get where you're going right now. Yeah. So, like, five or six words, okay, you don't need to say the whole rest of it. You know, that whole shit. Cause I do. People like to, like to speak. You know what I mean? And, and my... Uh-huh. my and go for the, the most logical, you know, uh, with the least amount of drama, you know, uh, answer. Here's yeah. what you do. I mean, but they don't want to answer. Nobody wants to fix anything. Uh, like, just do this. And that would be the end of that. You know what I mean? But it's that's never so... how any of that goes. You see, that's another thing, though. I can't do that anymore. I was just going to say, it's so good to not married or have kids. Because that's oh, all I'm it so, is sometimes. I'm so brutally frank, too. You know what I mean? What? Yeah. It, that's one thing about me. I mean, some people love it, some people don't. But it's about as shoot, straight shooter as you get. Yeah. And I can sometimes put a, put a. It could even lend itself to the cruel side comic spin on things yeah. when I get into my, uh, my, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Pat. Now I don't know what the what the fucking passive aggressiveness. Right. Right. And right. Uh, you know what I mean. And and yeah. somebody might be the expense of something, but. As far as uh, other than that, I I have no idea what the fuck we, I was just talking about. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> this is great. Okay, what I was going to say is though, I want to I want to talk about the music because that's really the hook of the enough's enough story is that they come out they're this beautiful mixture of Cheap Trick and the Beatles, and uh, they, but they they're dressed in like day glow, poison meets neon. It's slightly different. It's just like fucking idiots. Well, <laughs> total idiots. It was like it was the stupidest fucking thing. Nobody was thinking. Nobody. Uh, nobody was really in that department. Was there? Uh, we were getting a lot of support in other areas. You know what I mean? A lot of people's uh-huh. input and label involvement and stuff. But in that department, everybody dropped the ball. And Chip and I didn't even know any better. Sure. You know what I mean, we, we're, we're Okies, Okies from Skinoki. You know what uh-huh, I mean? Uh-huh. Some Blue Island, Blue Island street rats. Yeah. We didn't know. And that's what people were doing. So we did that because that's what, that's what the other guys that came into our band were even doing. Of course. You know what I mean? So we started just keeping up with the Joneses. It kind of went against my instincts. Yeah. My instincts were this is, this is fucking kind of. You know, it's fun to dress up like a girl. Everybody has that side of them. Every guy that sure. that has that side of them in them, you know what I mean? You know, nice to get fucked up, put on a dress. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, but it's it's still, that whole thing didn't doesn't jive with the yeah. with the songs I write and the, and the way that I sing and, uh, and the, the vision that I've always had since I was a kid of what I, now I'm, now I'm finally uh, able to, uh, I'm, I'm presenting exactly 100% natural that vision that, that, you know, what I am and just how the songs come to me, how they're supposed to yeah. be everything. I've yeah. never really been able to do that. You know what I mean? 100% yeah. natural where I don't, I don't care if my hair is combed. I don't mm-hmm. care if, you know, this and that. I do rather have uh, phone interviews like this one. Uh-huh. I mean, because uh, most of them, most of them now are video and shit, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, I just, I've gone against my instincts a lot through my career because there's a lot of other people involved in the decision making and and i wasn't very consistently present during all of that shit and i was was very irresponsible when it came to that stuff and not on top of any business and i suffer for it drastically i've always have suffered from it 
and I'm suffering for it now. Like yeah. I, I could have had made so many great opportunities and friends along the way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just never did. Yeah. Never took the numbers. Never. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I should I be taking everybody's number, remembering who everybody is like you, the yeah. next one, you know, everybody like Chip mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so Chip gets mm-hmm. by on charm. You know what I mean, it's not like yeah. so many people want to see that version of enough's enough. It's usually uh, if there's a lot of people there, it's because they're opening for somebody that, that somebody, you know, somebody that's, that's from that cock rock era. Yeah. That's what they I did. Mean, they opened for bullet right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> the only time where a lot of people see them anymore. And, yeah. and in, in that in, in that environment and setting, it doesn't matter if I'm there or not. True. People just hear new thing and fly high in the shell, and that's it. And they don't give a fuck. They're yeah. oh, they're waiting for the, the main band. If it's not that, their own shows, you know, it's like 30, 30 people. It's 40 people, you know, or yeah. maybe, a, you know, it's like, got to be disheartening. You know what I mean? I can't do that. When I saw him, I can't it wasn't do a that ton. anymore. Yeah. You know, I just, I can't do it. It's, it's too much on me. I uh, start getting into a bad, a bad uh, zone, you know, yeah. and, and mentally and stuff. And that, next thing you know, somebody could be around with the wrong stuff. And I'd be right back to it just wouldn't be good for my health. I hear you. Know you. I, mean? uh, I hear you. You know, choice. You know, I like like in a safer environment now. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And if when I, if I play out, I'm not gonna ever. I don't think I'd ever tour again. I would. Mm. I would do shows. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do yeah. shows if if and if you leave the country, of course, you have to play a few shows in a right. row. So that's right. no problem. But right. to getting in the van or the bus or or God knows how how you do it nowadays, I couldn't do that. With you know, with these guys and shit at this age, and all yeah. that disorganiz- disorganization of being on the road, and uh-huh. it's just disgusting. It's it's disgusting, you know. What I mean, so and you I got wonder... other, other guys in the band, and their, sure. their antics are <laughs> affecting you, and you know, right. vice versa. It's right? Like, uh-uh. Would you ever do like home concerts, home house shows? I would totally pay for Donny V to come to my mm-hmm. house. Like that, some artists do that, you know, a couple thousand Absolutely. bucks or whatever. And I fly to- Donnie V to my house in Denver and you come and play some songs in my living room, you know, 2,500 bucks. You fly me there and back. 
You got you just hired Ooh. this fucking guy. Okay, I'm gonna talk to my wife concert. about this. I'm talking to my wife about this. Shit, I'll do but it I mean, a lot of people under, do that. I do it in just a pair of underpants. <laughs> I do it in a fucking, in a fucking Santa Claus suit. <laughs> no problem, man. That's a perfect gig for me. It is. That's what I'm saying. I would think yeah. there would be enough Donnie V fans out there that would love something like that. Well, let's see. There, you, you should look it into it. Yeah, you should look into it. <laughs> I'm you know? you're responsible. You well, should man- you, should, you should manage that part of my life. You maybe I should. That's what I mean. I don't think that would be too irresponsible because, you know, like, let's say some guy in L.A. paid 3000 bucks for you to come play in his house and he invited some friends over. You do the gig, you go home. There's no, I mean, maybe there's groupies, but there's not, you know, you don't have to travel in the van. You don't have to work out too much. You just go play the songs in the living room and go home. A lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's, it's, that's a weird thing to, to, I'm to sure do, it is, you know, by yourself. And to, cause it's easier to play in front of 10,000 than it is to it. play in front of 10. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's more difficult. You're just, there's more of a, of a energy, direct energy between you and the listener. And it's like, it's, it's, it's humiliating. Yeah. And I need I to do that. that stuff. So there's that, but also it's great money and you don't have to put all that effort into a, yeah. like you would into a live, a live rock show. No, just it's, some acoustic that takes shows. A lot of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, play whatever the fuck I want to play. Yeah. You're such a great there storyteller. You can... That's what I end up doing. I mean, just, yes. like, just like we are now. I play exactly. <laughs> yeah. I hired Donnie V to come to my house and I, you know, I say, I want to hear these six songs. The rest is up to you. And I invite some friends and in between we all banter with each other and you tell stories about anxiety or drugs or partying with whoever, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? And yeah, that with sounds, Donnie like a, v. sounds like a good time, you know, but there's also, you know, I, put, I put myself in a position of, there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of individuals out there who I think would buy the personal Donnie V home concert uh-huh. are, are, are people that I might not want to, uh, oh, possibly. You know I mean? Yeah. You know, might I might be, right. be there and, you know, I'm on my own without uh, paying for yeah. somebody, uh, an assistant. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe they just want <laughs> so, you to come so they could, you know, get high together or to do drugs together or party or whatever. Yeah. That's not you what know, you want. If you know, if you do something like that, you have to have, uh, basically somebody that that is your your person for setting things up like that where they case it and they get it all worked out and everything and, and just tell me hey you're gonna go do this mm. will you go play this uh somebody's house for you know sit and play some you know your acoustic guitar and, and talk mm. and hang out and shit for mm. 2500 three grand so yeah. you know, they'll fly you this and that of course yeah you know what i mean just uh the well. way i live Fucking twenty five, three three grand. That's good. six. I could live six months on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've. I think we're on to something here, Donnie. You should look into it. Okay. So what? What I wanted to say though, talking about the way you were, you guys were kind of, you know, promoted or marketed in the beginning. Dude, how, dude one were, thing I, I can't stand. What? Yeah. One of my least. My one of my least favorite things to do is to uh, play my old songs. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, really? It's just really, really, I just don't really get into it. Uh, you know, all those, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of songs, yeah. you know what I mean? But to, unless it's, unless it's a, the right situation where the songs are put together, the show is put together, right. You got the right players. It sounds perfect. You got the other things that, uh, that make it easier on like, you know, you got the, the backing tracks and stuff like that, yeah. that, that make some of the stuff easier. And you have to push True. in, 
all that fucking energy and all that those vocals and shit like that you know i mean uh, something uh you know and comfortable where you're comfortable yeah you know what i mean and then mm-hmm. then i could i could you know do that but not i could never do that like uh regularly anymore mm-hmm. of going well, sitting and playing i want to reach I, my head my heart is into creating new stuff constantly yeah. you know what i mean yeah i bet yeah there's, i could see there's that. killer shit that i've written that uh, that I've recorded that I've only sung one time it was that yeah. time you know on the rap yeah. record you know yeah um so so okay going back though how would you have marketed um enough's enough what would have been ideal for you just get rid of the neon or what looking back now or in hindsight yeah or, in or hindsight mean, uh, it, or are you saying how would I have handled it back then had it have been my own Either one. I mean, if you were saying you knew at the time, like, this doesn't feel right wearing, you know, this doesn't seem like me. All the makeup and the neon, that's not me. No, what that, would have that been definitely you? wasn't me. But what I, would, I couldn't have, uh, at the time, what me was, was basically, uh, I mean, your typical, you know, 80s uh, high school kid, hmm. fucking, you know, uh, jeans, concert shirt or some stupid shit. You know what I mean? A stupid hairstyle or whatever, you know, shoulder length fucking, you know, just hippie hair or whatever the fuck. What would I know about? It's like, okay, man, you need to get dressed up for your shows. I mean, like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, you get that stuff like grandma gives you. Here, I'm asking this for the stage. It's got like rhinestones and shit all over it and stuff. It's like that kind of shit. I wouldn't have any clue. I wouldn't, you know, basically, uh, I would, you know, try to get help in that department. Yeah. But, but I mean, I started going out, doing a little posing and stuff, going out, mm-hmm. hanging out in the bars sure. and the clubs and stuff. And, sure. You know, kind of did that, that flashy, uh, kind of that new wave type of look. Yeah. More. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh-huh. and I would have probably and hardened it up a bit for the enough's enough. So, you know, c- colorful. That was my idea was flamboyant. Okay. Not glam, not glam right. by right. any means, but flamboyant. You know, not all that makeup, but but snazzy clothes where you're the rock star in the room. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that kind of clothes, expensive, yeah. cool looking clothes, you know, that everybody else isn't wearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and right. uh, so that's what that's basically. And then if had I been, you know, if, if I'm managing the whole deal, I'm just playing it out as 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 things parlay. You know what I mean? Making yeah. decisions and moves and and adjusting yeah. your uh, your look as you go. Yeah. I mean, but I definitely wouldn't, that's definitely wasn't the smart move was not with that band. Yeah. If we were any other band, not with, with the potential, with the, with the songs and, and, you know, just mm-hmm. how good, you know, the good of the, you know, the meat and potatoes of the band was, you yeah. know what I mean? All the, yeah. it really was a, it really was a damn shame to, uh, it, that's oh the, just, God. that's just the one direction, the very yeah. only one, the only genre that, that we kind of, veered into was the only one that was going to be unacceptable for yeah. for uh, my, my career. You know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, I and, do. And it and was. It's interesting because I've thought, I've been thinking about this a lot since getting ready to talk to you. And I don't know what a band like yours, I don't know where you could, where to have put you because um, I, I say this, this is going back to what I was going to mention earlier. For whatever reason, straight up power pop which is kind of what you guys are. I mean, it's harder power pop. It's cheap trick type stuff. For you whatever know, well, reason, I hear what you're saying. Presented, presented like now, and, and it's where it's, it's in its truest form. 
I I would say I could be I could be an artist that that um, what my look and all that stuff wouldn't even be affected by the by what genre or this and that. Yeah. Be my own thing, like like you two or Tom Petty or somebody like that, where mm-hmm. they're their own thing. You don't you're not looking to put them in a genre or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really believe that that it could have been something of that effect mm-hmm. had everything do- been done right. I think yeah. it would have been a long. You know, who knows if it had been a long career, might have might have ended quickly, you know. Who knows? Died and died or something, but yeah. still here. And now I'm finally, I'm doing my best work ever at, yeah. at this stage of the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Are like, the, I'm, I'm working on stuff now downstairs right now in the studio. I believe it. That's, that's fucking, you know, really, really great. <laughs> I believe it. Are the cheap trick comparisons, does that ever get to you? Or are you proud of that? I mean, no, is that is it just easy to say that because you're both from Chicago? Or were they really a, a huge influence on you growing up? As, as long as somebody's not saying cheap trick uh, imitator. No, 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 I no. Mean, no, influ- no way. Influence, influence, of course, how could I not be? They were yeah. a generation before me. Yeah. So that puts that puts me in the listener's seat. You know what I mean? And they were that's exactly the stuff I melodies and shit. And I was mm-hmm. just starting to get into heavier shit then, mm-hmm. and melodies and stuff. Yeah, that as soon as I heard that was music to my ears. Yeah. You know, and then plus a lot of stuff like remember Squeeze? I love Squeeze. Like that, El- yeah. Squeeze, Elvis Costello, shit like yes. that. Melodic, yeah. all the melodic stuff. If it's yeah. melodic, I love it. If it's not melodic, I it sounds the same. It's one big yeah. song to me. I yeah. mean, like all the yeah. cock rock stuff, cock rock stuff just was like one big, nothing special to me. And, uh, yeah. and I hate to say that just doesn't tr- float my boat. I mean, I have to have a, have a nice melody, a nice, solid, catchy, you mm-hmm. know, uh, music is supposed to, supposed to do, you, you shouldn't have to, you know, the key to writing a good song, you shouldn't have to have the whole band and it have to sound like the record for the song to be any good. True. You should be able to just sit there with one of the guitar or not even, and, and everybody be able to sing along with it and know, yeah. you know, know how it goes. That's that's the kind of songs I try to write. Yeah, I mean, you don't even need, need guitars. Like fans, I've seen them. They all just sit there and they'll start singing my songs. Mm-hmm. You know, from from yeah. the beginning to end, without music, it's something I that's great. You hear yeah. them. I can stop at any time during the show, and fans will sing the whole rest of the yeah. stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was curious too. Your voice is so soulful. Um, were you, were you, you know, inspired by R and B or Motown? Motown. Okay. Yep. Stevie, Stevie wonder, Jack, all, that, all yes. that early Motown stuff. Yeah. That was my other passion. You know, I had, uh, I, you know, I think it was a Jackson five that steered me down that road where, nice. where I really loved them and the sound of them. And, you know, Michael was young and shit. And, mm-hmm. and through that, you know, you, you get those compilation albums, you know, it's got everybody else on it, you know, Sam yep. Cooke and all those guys on the record. And you start learning all those. And they, and when you, I never had any money, so I really didn't have any records. I couldn't afford them. And so what I would have is like a couple that my mother would have where I'd mm-hmm. find somewhere or somebody would give me or mm-hmm. something. So a lot of they were, were uh, a lot of them were some of those compilation records yeah. hits of the this or this soul hits yeah. of the this Stevie Wonder this and that and those particular songs that whole record of songs there's enough right in there mm-hmm. if you if you if you get an education from that record right there of those yeah. hits and how shit's put together that's enough of an education right there to get you going on yeah. get you that'll get you by you know if you take yep. it from there and so so that's what happened with me I got that 
you know, I made my, those key couple of records, mm-hmm. and it's just there was something in me that studied them subconsciously and just you picked totally up every tell. every trick. You know what I mean? I I fucking feel like I could, you know, I try to make something perfect, you know, if I can. But it's a it's a bold statement, but I try to make them. You know, I let the I listen to what the song tells me it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and yep. that's how all that stuff that influence. You know, uh, and I never would. I never made forced myself to listen to shit that I didn't dig. You know, a lot of my right. friends, they were into this and they were into this and this and that. I wouldn't uh, go sit around and listen to that shit or, or jump on the bandwagon. Everybody right. would get that record. You know what I mean? Right. Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, I heard Van Halen. I was like, fuck, this is fucking great. Yeah. You know what I mean, for but, sure. but that's one of the first heavy ones that I started digging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cheap trick. I, I caught them probably after their heyday. You know what I mean? Right. Because when I okay. started catching, yeah, a lot of bands, because I really didn't, didn't didn't go to any concerts or anything like that, and didn't, like I said, didn't have a lot of records. So mm-hmm. I had Min- Midnight Special, Don oh, Kirshner Rock, right. Don Kirshner Rock concert. You know, what I mean, occasional guest stars on TV shows and stuff. So yeah, that's all of concerts and and you know performances and stuff. So until the, the only thing I I knew of that kind of life is is was when I was thrown into it so yeah. i went from having no clue of how any of that looked or went or anything like that you know and mm-hmm. all you have is the, the picture on the album cover to uh to and then to figure sure. out all the rest of your imagination you know what i mean and, yeah. and uh so i caught a lot of stuff late and but the few things that i did did catch i really uh got me the bang for the buck out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, bet I, drain, I drain, drained them of every drop of knowledge I could get from them. And, right. uh, you know what I mean? There's just like yeah. shriveled like snake skins in the fucking floors. But right. it, it was enough for, for me to, uh, to be able to, to, you know, put together, I mean, when I'm going on probably four or 500, I think, I don't think there's any of the songs that suck. I don't no. think there's one that sucks. You know what I mean? No. That many songs and still, still doing it as of today yeah you know getting them even better with that bit, that bit of knowledge see now what i don't have going for me is i'm not listening to what's going on today's music no. it just doesn't it doesn't no. really do anything for me i'm not i'm not hip to any of it i, right. I don't know who's who i don't right. know what songs are out there i don't know any of that stuff so that's where i i i suffer a great deal in that department because i'd like to uh i'd I'm at a point right now where I've, I need some kind of challenge musically, mm-hmm. uh, creatively and artistically, because mm-hmm. what else can I possibly do how I'm doing my thing, how I do mm-hmm. it? You know mm-hmm. I mean, where mm-hmm. else can I go? It's another yeah. great song, another great song, another great song. What, you know, there's something that where and, and I know how to do that. When I start doing it, I know the process and I get it done. It's a good, great idea. I know you can just bank on the fact it's going to be a great song and mm-hmm. sound great sung great and everything in a, in a few days you know what i mean right but now i'm at the point the point now where i'm putting that off it's sitting there it's like i need to do a vocal on something right now that it's been weeks that mm-hmm. i needed to do that vocal and i'll do anything but get stand up there and sing that vocal <laughs> i'm gonna try to do it tonight it's just like anything it's just not turning me on yeah you know what i mean i'm just yeah. not ex- i know it'll be great and i know people will love it but the, the process and everything I'm not getting that charge from uh, from the whole thing. So by being able to experiment and do some new type of put myself challenge, you know, I, I think I would need a like a more modern producer 
or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Well, when I don't do anything, when I don't do anything and I just veg and I'm not singing and I'm just, man, I'm usually smoking a lot of cigarettes and stuff. And so I could, you know, I got to keep, while I still got pipes, you know, I want to try to do something, Mm -hmm. you know, my pipes are hanging in there, but I don't think my luck can hang in there forever, you know? Right, right. Smoking all those cigarettes and shit. I do not treat myself well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not abusive to my body, but I'm not, I don't go into any extremes or even efforts to uh, improve my health. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to. Um, okay. Tell me some stories. I mean, you were, you know, those first, well, what, I mean, I don't mean, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to dig up some dirt, but you were in the music industry with those first two albums, especially at the height, you know, and just tell me some, did you go, who'd you go on tour with? Like I said, I'm fairly new to the chip, to the enough's enough story. So who'd you go on tour with? Who'd you party with? Who'd you meet? The stories were right off the bat. Chip and myself alone without anybody else involved are, uh, we're walking stories mm. anywhere we go, no matter what we're doing, what situation. And if you were filming, you'd be laughing your ass off and, uh-huh. and, 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 and entertained, you know what I mean? Watching basically is through the, almost the entire day through, through our entire lives. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of people we are now, Derek and Vic, very similar type of th- characters. You know what I mean? Very animated very uh there's agendas and the care you know individual characters so there is so much to uh uh you know uh, going on that to, to, to pinpoint there's the, the extreme like something that'd be like the most craziest thing that ever happened to you in your life would would be like a tuesday for us <laughs> you know what i mean in my in my life you know what i mean and so in order to sit and think about some of the stories that really stand out are things that, that are so absurd that I couldn't even talk about. Mm, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. And, um, I mean, I've done everything. I've been <laughs> every single thing in, in the moon. Yeah. I mean, that I've got, seen and done. I've even, yeah. I've been in murder cases and shit like that. Oh, you know what I mean, it's just so much shit. Yeah. I pulled a guy down off a wall that crossbowed himself to the wall. <laughs> I mean, that's kill himself. That fucking, that's commitment, man. There. What? <laughs> I mean, through 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 his suicide note, crossbowed oh, himself through his note. <laughs> I have, like to see the mechanics of that, but I mean what? shit like that. I I have seen so much shit. You know, so many ups yeah. and so many fucking parties. So many. You know, I only usually can remember the first hour or so of anywhere I've right. ever been. You know what right. I mean? Because I'd always be annihilated after that. Right. You know what I mean? But. So in order to uh, tell me some stories, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of guys could could sit down and and single out some stories, but There's just for me, much. it's like it's one big big yeah. clusterfuck of of chaos. Got it. There's okay. there's a lot of stories there. You know, if you ask me individual, you know, questions, direct questions about something, you'll probably get a story. Well, who around did you, that. when you first went out on tour? Enough's enough. Debut album comes out. You're getting some airplay. Who did you go out on tour with? Uh, for, the first time we went out on tour was uh, a real actual tour was uh, Mr. Big. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're that's... new to the industry and you're going out with these guys, we Billy were... Sheehan's, uh, Eric Martin. They're, they're legends. I know. We didn't know really who they were, or at least I didn't, uh, mm-hmm. who they were at that, that at that time. It wasn't very familiar with any of that uh I wasn't familiar with anything 
any band, anything like I'm like, this is off. Everything was so brand new to me every step along the way. I mean, it just started from one point with our original manager where all the money started coming and different things like that. And it just started building along the way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, what were you saying? I was just asking who you went on tour with. Oh yeah. Like what that was like, did you, you know, we were knuckleheads. uh, We were knuckleheads, man. But everybody we went on tour with loved us. Good. Fucking loved us, you know, but, but we're probably, you know, uh, our individual actual (laughs) personality characters Mm -hmm. could wear on them a little bit by the end of any, any duration of time (laughs) around enough, enough's enough, you know what I mean? But sure. But, uh, and we were, we were really knuckleheads, but we were so confident and we knew we were so fucking good, you know, and just every, every bad move that could, that could happen, any bad luck, you know what I mean? At every pivotal moment, it could go this way or that way. It would always go south. You know what I mean? It never, every single pivotal moment. And, uh, we were always growing against the grain, you know? And so, uh, but it was tough you know, when we came out to put us on tour with somebody, because who you put these guys on tour with, you know what I mean? There's not Mm -hmm. a lot of Mm -hmm. cheap tricks not out right now. So you can't put them with those guys, but to who you put them with. All right. Well, Mr. Big was going out and it was our same manager, Herbie Herbert. He managed them too. So figured get us out. And we did well for the the tour because we had a, a number one video. And so we were, we were packing the place too, you know, so it was good business. And uh, I very much respected those guys. None of them partied at all. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm still good friends with Paul Gilbert. He's oh, cool. just amazing, sweetest guy. And every time I've ever dealt with Paul, I've been a fucking knucklehead. Uh-huh. <laughs> a buffoon. You know what I mean? Not in the, not in the right, not myself. And then yeah. the, frame of mind of who he would, who he would have chose to hang with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Un- undesirable. Version. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Right. But like, you know, okay. guys like that, but there's a lot of bands that, you know, the next tour we went out on uh, was, I think, Badlands. You know, there's the other oh, end of the spectrum. right on. Got it. With Jakey Lee and, and yeah. Ray Gillian and stuff like that. And that's where, you know, I start meeting guys like Eric Singer and stuff and mm-hmm. different, you know, Jakey Lee. Uh, you know, I never really knew who the hell Jakey Lee was. I knew uh-huh. he was a big deal. Right. You know, it didn't seem like a big deal. But he later on through the years when I actually... You know, when we were, he came, he played on my dissonance record, enough yeah. enough dissonance record, and that's when I really discovered him. But yeah. yeah, on with a band like that, when we have actually had played on an aircraft carrier, kind of opening up for uh, Debbie Gibson and Billy Joel. What? <laughs> we've been on fucking tour with Eddie Money. We've been on tour <sighs> with fucking Pantera. We've done shows. No way. We've done shows. We we were just like we could so adapt yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, who are we on with tonight? Uh, do the pussy set. Uh, <laughs> All right, the pussy set. Just the Twinkie Pop songs. Okay, who are we on tonight? Oh, the heavy set. You know what I mean? Like the Twink record or something I like get that. it. You're right. We could do it, though. I believe we it. We could do it. Yeah. We did that shit. That you know sense. what I mean? It, it, yeah. That's how good the band was. That's how good the players were. But now were this this group of players the right players playing to play together? I yeah. don't think so. I think that Chip mm-hmm. and I were. Definitely were. That was... That yeah. was in the stars, yeah. but uh, the other guys, that wasn't the right fit. And that's okay. so that the band had no last, no stay in power to begin with right there. It, it was, it was destined to fall apart. 
Yeah. You know, let me and, ask you this. And everybody, I, and everybody also was had a big ego. You know what I mean? Oh, so well, of course. That wouldn't have made it. Would yeah. not have made it. Of course. Uh, and it didn't. Me, yeah. Well, uh, obviously. So let me ask you this. I mean, as your fortunes as a major label rock band are dwindling and you guys have to go more independent. I was, I've been listening. I went back and listened to all your albums this week to get ready to talk to you. And it had been a while. And I noticed like to me around album seven, you guys start to almost embrace more your acoustic Beatles side. Not completely. But I just was wondering, as the strains or the pressure of having to deliver to a major label are going away, do you feel more free to do what you want to do creatively, or is it stressing no, you no, out, they, or what? No, nobody ever, uh, nobody ever stuck their nose into that department. Oh, good. For us. Okay. They they always let you know every every both you know the majors and everything. Nobody ever messes with us with that because they know we know what we're doing and okay. we do a good job. With, you know, in the studio, we. Know, we're going to come up. We're not going to, you know, we're going to choose our very best songs that we know we can present. We're uh-huh. going to, we know what, you know, you just got a feel for that. So, you know, it's, we didn't need, need a lot of that. So it's, it's always kind of been more of uh, what resources we have at the time is, is we'll, we'll decide the production. Got it. You know I mean? okay. yep. <laughs> what's going on at the, at the, you know, things you got at hand and this and that, you know, what situation you're at, where you're recording at, uh, you know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, you, you picture these albums, you picture a, a real cool ass recording studio uh, and this and that, maybe mm-hmm. some candles and you know, <laughs> a band, like some chicks and this right. and that. And a lot of it was, most of it was not that. Okay. I mean, in, uh-huh. in the very beginning, the, the first two records were and a little bit of uh, animals was, but all of the rest of it was very, uh, was not a fucking, uh, pleasurable. <laughs> Hasn't that been yeah. a very, great ride yeah you know what i mean all through yeah. that time 
you know, and, and hanging on to my sanity by an inch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, not being able to, you know, just just couldn't get level. You know what yeah. I mean? But the but the the music never suffered. No. You know, the songwriting that was no never songs songwriting is is emotion and passion. Well, at least it should be. That's yeah. where songs comes for our mind come from. And there's a lot of emotion and passion and uh, unpleasantness. You know what I mean? Yes. And, uh, and living like right on the edge and and kind of uh, experiencing shit that most people don't experience because. Yeah. Uh, because they're living a normal life, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're out on, you're out there and the, living on the edge, you know what I mean? And uh, so there's a lot of, you know, and, and some of the drugs, you know, would add to how the amount of energy I would put into, uh, to you know, how many songs I record and came, mm-hmm. you know, would come up and sit there and how how much I'd get done and stuff, you know, cocaine and stuff. I'd sit there for a fucking week, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks and get still work and burning through engineers left and right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, uh, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's not what people picture as far yeah. as, uh, the recording studio, like, okay. except for like the very first ones where they're yeah, worth 150,000, $200,000 hour, uh, recording session. You know what I mean, that ridiculous yeah. shit. Yeah. That was right. ridiculous. It is. But it is. Know, there was those, but most of it was not, it was, okay. you know, just getting any scratching and clawing. Sure. I had a question, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you've sort of, I sort of understand now how it probably could have happened. As I mentioned earlier, I was, I was more of the alternative rock guy back then. And I've always thought it was interesting that Mars Williams, the saxophonist came and played in your band because he was, he had been in the waitresses. He had played with, I saw him in concert a couple times with psychedelic furs, but he's in your band. And, and even well, listen. Now, Chip is well. Real quick, even now, Chip is touring. His touring guitarist is Tony Fennell, who used to play in Ultravox. So it's just different that these are the guys that are in, coming in and out of your band. How did that happen? Well, basically, at any given time, the situation is whatever is most practical. Uh-huh. <laughs> what happens is what, is what you get presented with. Uh, Mars happened to be hanging out at that time and kind of a. Uh, came in we he was a, a party buddy mm. i mean to say the least Got it. It, it, okay. that was our relationship and he happened to be at the studio and we're like hey you know mm-hmm. mars you know blow a solo on something you're fucking you know you're a star yeah, yeah. and he it's did awesome. you know he, and a couple of things he did came out and did a couple of shows so but you know anybody that blows plays through our lives you know anybody that uh you know plays artists this and that they always have had a lot of respect for you know, for me for the band for chip for everybody who had a lot of respect and uh, held in high regard. So mm-hmm. we've all collectively and individually done, done side projects with a lot of heavyweights, but yeah. that songs that you probably will never hear for, oh, for various reasons. You know oh, what I mean? Shoot. But uh, yeah. So I don't know what we're talking. Okay. See, I can't keep a, can't keep. That's no, okay. Uh, I was just asking how <laughs> Mars got into the band, but now I know. Oh yeah. No, um, he wasn't in the band, but I would like okay. to have had him in the band at one yeah. point. He well, played fucking, with you. That's kind of, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. He, that was a situation with Mars. You know, you never knew if he was going to have his saxophone or not. <laughs> if you'd have to, you'd have to stop up at the pawn shop and get his saxophone. Uh, <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. A few times he did. He couldn't play unless uh, somebody had to pay to get that out of there. You know, oh, can't no just way. pick him up and go do Come on, man. Like, yeah, come on over and get me for the show, okay? Come over and get him. Fascinating. He goes, oh, hey, we got to stop and get my sex. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, Mars, that's hilarious. Um, okay, one last question. Um, you know, another thing that I wondered about in your career and Enough's Enough, and you were just saying that, 
you know, you never really fell into this to the right crowd or culture in that sort of cock rock or hair metal sound or whatever of that. No, time. I was more into what you were into at that. Yeah, time. yeah. That was basically if I had to pick a genre that I would have been been listening to or paying attention to, it was more of the shit that you were in. Oh, alternative nice. types. Of, okay. Not into the not into the lords of the church or any shit like that. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Are you spin me right round, baby, right round. None of that shit, you know what I mean? But cool stuff. Right. Kind of the kind of the shit that was riding in its own lane, you know what I mean? Yeah. I you do. know, the big artists and Madonna and shit like that. All that I do. stuff. But uh I'm yeah, guessing so, though, uh, the parties and the drugs for a band like yours, the debauchery was better than it would have been if you had been the lead singer of like the psychedelic furs or something like that. Dude, we had the well. It's it just depends. Like, I get, at that time I could find drugs on the moon. <laughs> I could find a, par- a party on the moon, dude. I mean, so it could, it's, it can be a party any fucking place in the world that we were. Yeah. Would turn into a party, and you know it was almost. It got to the point where the party was was the whole agenda. And uh, the playing and anything like that was came way secondary. We didn't okay. feel like doing that, you know. Yeah. We were recovering from the party or something. You got to play and shit, you know. But there's a you know, the party was was the whole thing, yeah. you know. Way too much of it, way too much of it. But that's what we were taught right off the bat. We were never we were never disciplined, you know. Where uh, you know, guys cracked our cracked our heads like if you do this shit, you're done and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Nobody ever did that to us. We we got away with murder. And so, mm-hmm. so when things started really mattering, you know, it's like, uh, all of a sudden it changed all the rules on us. You know what I mean? Cause we still could function. We were just, just, uh, a handful, mm-hmm. you know, we may have been a handful, but mm-hmm. the difference between us and like Ze- Led Zeppelin or Aerosmith and the antics that went on in those situations is millions of records. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, we sold, sold more, but we were still a big hope. You know, in those days, yeah. there was a, it, it, you know, it's the, the hope and the talk was that this was going to be one of the biggest bands in the world, yeah. which it, it, it should have been, it could have been, Yeah, I, know. I mean, but, uh, it, but you know, the, the partying for me, what it mostly did was, was kept me off guard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It kept me not involved in the things that were so crucial to be involved in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just, I went you know, and just played that whole card of, well, I'm doing all, I'm writing all the songs. I'm singing all the songs. I basically, everything's, you know, is based around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. it is, which it was. You know what I mean? But I never right. playing that card, you know, like somebody like Bon Jovi or something, he's right on top of his business from day one. You know right. what I mean? I didn't True. do any of that stuff. I would have, I, I could have survived this business had I been able to do any business. That's I could have survived it. I'm just not able to, and, and it's tough to get get cats that are uh, that are that are heavy enough to uh, make anything happen for you if you don't have anything happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. Well, um, thanks for talking with me, Donnie. I I got no discovering you guys over these last four years or whatever has been a real joy. And you guys, I I don't know too many bands that can say they've never put out a bad album. But you're one of those people. You've never put out a bad album, never written a bad song. It's all quality. It's all great. And so, I, wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say enough enough hasn't released a bad album. I, not to me. I, I mean, none of them suck. You know what I mean? Some of them I don't like as well as others, but none of them are bad. Not to me. 
So I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'll you talking about all the lineups. <laughs> well, the ones that involve you. you yeah, know. I guess. Right. That's, that's what I think of when I think of enough's enough. I think of after I wasn't involved in the band, I think that that's the end of, I think of, of the band, my person, like as a fan, how I would look at the band. You know what I mean? Once you lose that loses the main guy, it's just yeah. not that anymore. You know right. what I mean? Right. Whether, whether the main guy is great or not, even if he's, you know, limited, but he's the guy you, that you are familiar with. You know what I mean? That so, you know, so that's why I, I, I consider it the same way. Yeah. But we didn't put any, Oh. any bad albums out we put out a lot of albums we put a few albums out that should have been way better oh well but but di yeah. but didn't put any bad ones out no no i agree i love it so anyway thanks for all the good you've put out there donnie and um, my pleasure thanks yeah. for loving it and thanks for talking with me all right there you have it donnie v love these guys um i want to close it out so their first two albums are legendary their third album, which I think is just as good, doesn't get enough love. So I wanted to close it out with one more song from that. One Step Closer. It's such a great tune. Now, next week we are staying in Chicago. In fact, we're talking to the Chicago legend and rock legend, Dennis DeYoung. He's been on the rounds lately doing a lot of interviews because he just put out his last... He says his last solo album of new material, which is so good. And Dennis is our guest next week. So come back next week because that conversation, <laughs> Dennis is one of a kind. That's why I'm laughing. That guy is hilarious. Uh, huge thanks, as always, to Yan the Man Makevich, my right-hand man for everything that you do. Thanks, buddy. You can like our page on Facebook. You can send us a message on there. You can send us an email, thehustlepod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at thehustlepod. We, I know I have been promising a bonus material for like three weeks now. But either me or Yan have just been too busy to get it out. Hopefully this weekend we're going to do it because we're starting to, they're starting to back up. We've got like three or four that need to come out soon. So we got to get on this. Um, and uh, if you haven't already, you could join our Patreon page. You could sign up for the first tier, which is just two bucks a month. And that puts you in the running to win any swag we ever get. And, uh, but the, the second tier is five bucks a month. And for that, I will let you know everyone I interview, and then you can submit questions that might get featured in that interview, okay? All right. Thanks, everybody. We love you. 